I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. There's a lot to clean up right now. He's a young quarterback. This is The Rich Eisen Show. Jordan Love, 12 of 23. In that two-minute drill, ends with him skying a pass... 12 of 23 is no bueno. Maybe he was paying respect to Aaron Rodgers by only completing 12 passes. (laughs) The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, Yahoo Sports columnist Pete Thamel. ESPN NBA analyst Jalen Rose. Coming up, NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport. And now, it's Rich Eisen. I always shoot you straight here on the Rich Eisen Show. I I know uh, the Sixers did what they did last night, and I know that the Jazz and the Clippers played a terrific game. I watched them. I was into it. I will be into it from here on out, but I'm more, you know, I'm an NFL guy uh, on NFL Network. I am fascinated by what is going on um, in Green Bay, and I know what's going on in Green Bay is a guy not showing up, and I know that Jordan Love yesterday was being live-tweeted every single dropped you know, or missed opportunity because he was uh, dropping the figurative ball, but today he's balling out. The rep-to-rep league that this league is in the NFL is fascinating to me. We just had Andrew Brand on telling great stories about uh, getting Bus Cook screaming at him because they drafted Aaron Rodgers over, you know, while, while Favre was still there. And, um, and then basically saying Packers aren't trading him. They'll consider it in 2022, but not now. And, Favre and uh, and and the the current Favre, which is Rogers in the role, is basically saying, uh, "Let's move the timeline up." And remarkably, Love and uh, Rogers have the same agent. <laughs> Brady spoke today. We'll hear his uh, his greatest hits from his press session shortly. If Jordan Love does speak, uh, get to a microphone in the next twenty minutes. We will, as they say in the television and radio industry, turn that soundbite around to play it for you. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Uh, Jalen Rose and Pete Thamel have already been on the program as well. If you missed them, go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. My colleague from the NFL Media Group, Ian Rappaport, back here on the show. How are you doing, Ian? I'm great. How you doing? I'm hanging in there. So Andrew Brandt says this goes down to a showdown, that uh, Packers not trading him and Rodgers doesn't want to show up. He could stay at home. Do you see that... Uh, in your crystal ball that you don't have right now, Ian. Did we ignore Jeopardy? What about the Jeopardy factor? Well, I mean, they're going to have to choose. I'm, I'm hearing they're choosing their uh, their, their eventual uh, choice very shortly. Uh, and, really? You know. Did I get it? <laughs> uh, you did not. I have not heard your name floated, Ian. I have not. I've heard Ken Jennings a little bit more than you. Let's put it that way. That's okay. Which one is that? <laughs> is that the producer who's trying to get to be the host? No! Wow! Oh, wow! Look at you! Rappaport! Oh, Hollywood no, wait, insider airing wow, the oh dirty laundry! Oh my god. No, that's gosh. a fact, isn't it? I mean, that's not... That's, isn't that what's happening? Listen, Ian, I don't <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, uh, if you're reading the same blogs I am, I don't know, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, didn't his like executive producer put himself in as the tryout host? He did, in fact. Did no, well, no, no, no. He, he said that somebody uh, got COVID, and that's why he tried out, and uh, and he was well received by people, like 
and magazines and stuff like that. Wow. But Ken Jennings that. is the former no, he's the former Jeopardy champion that uh, is rumored oh. to be the front runner for the job as well. But we also haven't yeah. seen but who knew? All, all I know is that I don't know if that's a reason why Aaron would retire, is what I'm saying. And it's not a surefire thing. Ian. Got it. Um, so I I see it a little differently from Andrew Grant. I mean, I no one has told me and you know, I say this I, I do not have all the information. I have not talked to everyone involved. I have not talked to specifically Aaron Rodgers. So I don't know this for a fact, but no one has told me that Rodgers is definitely not coming to camp. No one has told me he's never playing for the Packers again unless this or this happens, unless they trade him. I mean, he's had opportunities to say publicly and to send messages privately that he wants to be traded. Um, I have not heard that. So to me, it's more of can this issue get solved before training camp rather than a stare down. Like there have been in-person meetings, as we know, in California, in Green Bay. Um, There have been contract negotiations. There's been an offer from the Packers. Obviously, it is not something that Aaron Rodgers has accepted. And, you know, you don't always accept the first offer, as everybody knows. Uh, But to me, it's more of of an issue that needs to be solved rather than a stare down. And it's just so interesting to hear – you know, some of Aaron Rodgers' friends, including one who works in our network, James Jones, talk about how it's fixable. That is what I believe, too. Um, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. Well, the question is, is uh, when does something like that happen? In the meantime, Jordan Love apparently had a very good day today. And Ooh. yes. And but that's but all of that's well, you know, look, the bottom line is, you know, he, he's going to have a have to have a ton of good days just to even get ready for the New Orleans Saints. And Cam, I mean, Cameron Jordan is just licking his chops literally right now. I mean, if we stop talking, we could probably hear it wherever Cam Jordan is appearing. And I've got Malcolm Jenkins on tomorrow's show. And that may or may not come up as a conversation piece. But, um, you know, the 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 ultimate thing is that that kind of does help Green Bay right now that the kid's getting his reps and getting his sea legs under him and a little bit going on and working a little bit of a lather up. That is helpful to Green Bay today. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say this because, like, we all have spent, you know, the last couple of weeks wondering if Rodgers is going to show up to minicamp and then he doesn't show up and then we all have, you know, we send Tom Palacero, my esteemed colleague, to Green Bay to talk about Rodgers just not being there and all of this is treated as something that is very important. I'm not sure I see a downside for anyone with Rodgers not being there, except maybe that he has to get fined, but sort of who cares. Um, it's good that Jordan Love gets the reps. It's nice for the Packers to see what they have. I've talked to plenty of people who like what Jordan Love did last year, thought it's going fine, but have literally no idea how good of a quarterback he's going to be because he hasn't played in games and he hasn't gotten the reps. Nobody knows. Just like nobody knew what kind of quarterback Aaron Rodgers was going to be when – he was in his second year, so more reps for Jordan Love is good. Roger staying out of harm's way is good. You still need to get this whole thing fixed, but I don't really get any negative anything from Rogers not being a minicamp at all. All right, Ian Rappaport here on the Rich Eisen Show. How did the Titans wind up with Julio? Walk me through what you know and what, uh, what it can <laughs> potentially inform uh, the Titans' uh, preparedness to have a guy who might want a, a new contract sooner rather than later at this position? Uh, first of all, as far as the new contract, you know, I'm not saying it's not true, but I have not heard that he's going to be asking for one after this year either. Okay. I mean, I guess anything is possible, but you know, a 33-year-old receiver, two years left on his contract, asking for a new deal when the deal at the time was 
maybe the I don't mean like maybe the best contract I've ever seen. I mean Joey Bosa's was pretty great. There's been a couple other good ones, but like one of the best contracts in NFL history. Like I, I have my doubts on whether or not he's going to be looking for a new deal. But so before the draft, so here's I'll walk you through quickly, quickly through the timeline. Late February, Julio Jones asked to be traded. The Falcons agreed to consider it. You get through free agency, not much happens. Um, and then before the draft, which sometimes is when these sorts of trades can happen, teams start calling. You have teams like, you know, the Ravens are one of them, and then they realize the contract wasn't something they wanted, and they were out, and then they drafted a couple receivers, so they were out. You had the Rams, you had the 49ers, a couple other, maybe the Patriots inquired, but it didn't seem like there's much going there. There was some teams that were interested. And then when the draft happens, when they didn't deal them by the draft, the market got smaller because some teams like the Ravens filled their, filled their needs. Um, so this was really about, to me, the Tennessee Titans all along because they were, as far as I can tell, the only team that offered a two. Mm. So they went a couple weeks without speaking, and the market didn't get better. So basically before minicamp, the Falcons were like, all right, we're going to do this. It's probably going to be Tennessee because they have easily the best offer. We need a little more to do it right now. So if we can get a second plus, you know, essentially a fifth-round pick, which is a four-for-six swap, we'll do it. And that the Titans upped their ante, and, you know, he was he's now a member of the Tennessee Titans. But to me, they were always kind of a front-runner in this day. So I, the question is, is, you know, why, why didn't other teams do it? You know, I, I I understand he's 32 and he didn't you know he didn't play nine games last year, but I mean this is a Hall of Fame talent. I mean we we've seen receivers perform well after the age of 30 before. I mean yeah. I, I know that they're they're fewer and further between than than quarterbacks at that position or maybe even pass rushers. But I mean God doesn't look like he's he's you know not eating right. <laughs> I, I it's kind of a head scratch. Well, and when he played last year, he was very good. Right. Yeah. And um, you know, I think the, the the biggest symbol of the whole problem with this trade market is literally on the Titans. AJ Brown. AJ Brown was a second rounder. He is awesome. He is going to be extremely well paid. I would say easily one of the best receivers in the NFL. And the possibility right. of getting a player like AJ Brown or DK Metcalf, for instance, in the second round. Um, and having him on a very cheap contract for four years is extremely enticing. So people, general managers, don't want to give up a potential cheap asset for a very expensive asset who's aging. And so that's why, like, the trade market for these veterans is never quite what you think. Like, to me, if Julio Jones plays two years and is good, then it's a great trade for the Titans. I mean, I guess if he plays one year and is really good, then it's probably a, a trade they're fine with anyway, but... Giving up cheap labor is something the NFL teams do not really want to do. Ian Rappaport here on the Rich Eisen Show, and Julio Jones uh, was be- becoming a conversation leading up to the draft with uh, talk about the the cap hamstrung Falcons and obviously his uh, you know uh, speakerphone appearance on FS1 sent it in a totally different orbit. We're obsessed with Rodgers quite a bit, and we used to be with Russell Wilson, which is old news according to. Pete Carroll, as he said right here on this show, uh, Deshaun Watson uh, and his whereabouts and story is, I mean, just to say it's quiet is not even uh, a proper statement. What is the scoop on that? Are you hearing anything on that front? Well, I do appreciate that. Kareem Jackson went on a podcast with, who is that? One of his former teammates. Was it Tlaib's podcast? Anyway, 
went on a podcast and said that Deshaun Watson told him that Denver is where he wants to be. Check with some people. Not really true. It's, what's happening with Deshaun Watson is everyone is recruiting. Really, everyone across the NFL is being like, hey, man, you should come join us. And it sounds like Watson is pretty open. Like, yeah, hey, that'd be great. Yep, would love it. Yep, we'll see what happens. Open to it. And, you know, Kareem Jackson probably embellished that conversation a little bit for the pod. And, uh, you know, here we are. But, you know, I would say Denver is probably one of his, one of many options for Deshaun Watson. And you talk about the quiet. The reason it's quiet is just because there's nothing going on. There's been no settlement, despite, I would say, significant settlement talks. There's been nothing agreed to, and we've seen the lawyers go back and forth on that. There's still teams interested in trading him, but it hasn't happened yet, and I haven't gotten the sense that Texans have engaged with anyone at all yet. Um, so we're just literally nowhere, and, you know, minicamp is next week, uh, assuming they have it, and we'll see what happens there. Yeah, there are some teams that I guess are, are, are canceling their mandatory minicamps, and that I, I heard the Texans are considering that. Well, I read that from John McClain in Houston. It's kind of bizarre that a team that, you know, uh, finished so poorly and is uh, at such a square one that they would forfeit reps and things of that nature. But when you're saying there were there's significant, they, they, there were talks to actually settle this thing in a manner that would then place it in front of the commissioner to see how many games, if any, Watson would miss because um, I'm not hearing about any criminal charges being filed against him. If that is something that is, you know, warranted, I'm not hearing anything like that. Out yeah, of I mean, I would imagine if they settle, the criminal stuff will probably go away because usually, not speaking specifically to Watson, but usually when the uh, when the the people agree, the both sides agree to settle. Usually that means like we're not going to pursue any other avenues, and the settlement is just what it is. So I would imagine the criminal would go away if it is settled. But it's really about, as the lawyers have explained in some snipes back and forth to each other, um, it seems that Busby wants everything to be private, and Deshaun Watson and his legal team do not. Um, so I don't, I don't know which side bends, but I don't know if anyone is bending anytime soon. All right, and last thing for you, Ian, I'm just, it's so exciting to see in baseball stadiums and, you know, uh, hockey arenas and the NBA arenas fans. And I know the NFL says that fans are expected to be back in full, you know, uh, in stadiums this fall. And the NFL has basically told coaches that if they did not get vaccinated by, I believe it was Monday, uh, the start of training camp, they would not be allowed access to players. And any coaches who are not vaccinated uh, enjoy coaching from your office this season. And yet, Players are not held to the same standard. Um, you know, Ron Rivera saying today that the team is nearing 50% in vaccinated players. He had a vaccine expert come to talk to the team. And uh, I believe part of the reason why is he's got a player in Montez Sweat who said today uh, that he's not a fan of the COVID vaccine until I get more facts. I haven't caught COVID yet, so I don't see me treating COVID until I actually get COVID. Everybody's entitled to their own decision, which is true. But uh, I can at least I tell Montez that uh, I haven't had a key stick to me yet. Um, <laughs> so um, my my question for you is why why are players not you know required to get vaccinated like the rest of NFL staff? Best you can tell, and um, and and what what is the the players' association stance on something like this prior to the season? Yeah, I mean first you know first of all some of the numbers from some of the teams are honestly which like a little troubling. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, if 
and, and you know, it's so clear, like, the NFL is not going to force players to get vaccinated. And we, we haven't seen a ton of businesses force their people, maybe hospitals are a little different, but force their people to get vaccinated. You just, you want everyone to do it so you could be normal, right? Like, you want to get to the threshold where you can have a normal life. And for players, like, that means not being tested every day. That means not having to come in on Christmas Day and be tested or just your off day. It means you know, not having travel restrictions. I mean, if you're on the road, if you're vaccinated, you can go out to dinner with your friends. If you're not vaccinated, you cannot. You have to wear a mask everywhere. I mean, it is highly, highly, highly incentivized for players to get vaccinated, and still plenty of them haven't. No, no, coaches, I mean, you know, coaches are obviously a little older and seemingly more mature. So it is almost impossible to do your job as a coach, almost impossible if you are not vaccinated. For a player, you can do your job. You just have to wear a mask, and it's just it gets a little bit more difficult. So, you know, I think the NFL and the NFLPA both are encouraging education and for players to make their own decisions. Um, you hope everyone makes the right decision and everyone can be normal in the fall, but the way it's going, I'm not sure that's going to be the case. Ian, thanks for the time. Really appreciate it. You take care of yourself. Let's chat. Uh, let's chat in the next couple of weeks as conditions warrant. You take care of yourself. All right. Always look forward to it, Rich. Take care, man. You're, you're the best. That's uh, Ian Rappaport at Rap Sheet. Hey, look, I'm not going to sit here and 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 not shoot you straight. I'm just shoot you straight. And if you think this is political, you're out of your mind. And I say that respectfully. I really do. I should have said that with all due respect. You're out of your mind. On the front end. On the front end. Yeah. This is not political. It's Something that is about public health. It is about public health. Seek out the information. Seek it out. You don't get keys stuck to you. I've been vaccinated since January. Nothing metal has stuck to me. <laughs> I've never seen anything odd. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I, I had, I, you know, fortunate, I had no... Uh, Terrible side effects of the first 24 hours after getting my second shot of Pfizer. Nothing. Had nothing to do with that. And what I have done is seen my mother. Okay. I have my mother hug her grandchildren. I've seen my mother-in-law fly out from East Coast. I've seen my mother-in-law hug her grandchildren. I have seen stadiums filled up. I have seen more people travel. I have traveled. I have had dinner parties with fellow vaccinated friends. I have had hugs and handshakes with fellow vaccinated friends. I have done all of that. Not a single one of them said a key stuck to them or something metal was in there. Get educated on the subject matter. Get vaccinated. We will all get back to being normal faster. And I don't understand it. The NFL is telling its coaches, you get vaccinated. Otherwise, you're not coaching these players. But the players aren't held to the same standard. I don't understand that. What about the players giving it to the coaches? Because if you're vaccinated, it doesn't make you impervious. You could still get it. I mean, Glaber Torres got it a second time. Look, John Rahm got disqualified. Well, he just got vaccinated, apparently, if you read up on it. This is public health. It's not political. It's a crazy the thing that the, the things in this world have become politicized. Honestly, I have political beliefs, but I'm also open-minded. I'll read up on it. I'll talk about it. 
But these teams are bringing in experts. Well, I'm glad that they're doing it because if you're sitting here saying, I haven't gotten COVID because of, you know, and, and I don't need to treat it until I get it. Montez, you get it. You could die. Okay? That's fact. You get it. There might not be a treatment for you for it. It's possible. So get vaccinated. I don't understand that. I don't understand it. I know when I talk about a subject matter that, you know, that might be viewed by somebody out there listening or, or viewing as political or whatever, you guys don't make eye contact with me. I noticed that. That's not true. I know. Well, no. uh, I don't know, but I, I, it's, I, I, don't, I don't get it. There are things in this world that have become so politicized that I'm against you. I actually love you. I don't want you to get sick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I actually, I actually love my fellow human. I don't want you to get sick. I don't want you to get your other loved one to to get sick. I don't. Uh, and I want, I want, I, I saw that scene of joy in Phoenix and Philadelphia last night. I oh see it God. all on television. It's amazing. And we're all. I think so many people are already totally. Um, taking it for granted already. Like, we're back. Like, we were always going to be back. We're going to be back. We have no idea. The the president just announced, is going to announce at the G7 that America is buying 500 million shots of Pfizer to donate to the world. And the reason why is because we're trying to get the variants out of planet Earth, so maybe that doesn't pierce what we're doing here in this country. And if players are not fully vaccinated... But coaches are like that makes no sense. It's time for players and the players association to step up and tell players out there to, if you need to, read up on it. But when it all comes down to it, come around. I lose my keys so many times. I would love it if if I knew if I knew where my keys were. Like I would like honestly, Susie is set up like this bowl in the house. She's like, put it there because I'm sick and tired of you running around the house before you run out of here looking (laughs) for your keys. I already have three children in the house. I don't need a fourth. (laughs) And I I I would love it. I'm on my backup keys because I lost my My original. I lost my boat key last week. I went nuts. I think I've made my point. Let's take a break. We'll be back. Tom Brady is going to be uh, he spoke and we'll we'll hear his sound bites and we'll talk about the goat man. And what he's thinking in the middle of June. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung. And that means spring cleaning. Or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop 
from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code EISEN. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O O O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. What do you want Drew Brees to do? Well, we went and we did that piece at Boudin Bread Factory. Right. They made this great Rich Eisen Show logo. All right, made out of bread. They lacquered it. Rockman and I hold it, and we see if Drew can break it with a football. <laughs> we'll toss. Is it like like French bread? I mean, uh, uh, it's a sourdough base. Long. This okay. is one of the most accurate throwers. In National Football League, There's a and I play. like that. I, I mean, it's. Are you checking that on the flight home? No. <laughs> no. So it's and it's no not problem. edible either, right? It's not edible. What about what about though taking one of the football breads and going and throwing? Let's it make him run out for a pass and see if he can catch the the bread the football yes. bread. Okay, so yes. we do that, and then and then this gets preserved. We don't have to break yeah. that thing, yeah. right? <laughs> see, or if he catches it, yes. then I get an attempt an attack. at the. Ooh, okay, I'm down See, for this. this. Is the, you're showing off your leadership oh, skills, wow. is that? Drew. You're yeah. showing off your leadership. Well, somebody's got to take control here. Let's okay. go. <laughs> Come on. Right, let's go. You got to lick your. You got to lick your hands. Okay, lick your all fingers. Right, all right. So, so bread roll first here. Right. We got to run off our path. This is um. Wow. This has some. Uh, Got some lights. We have some you, know, lights. you know what though? I, I, the laces are protruding nicely. You see? The, okay. You see that? You see how that's just kind of well, it's, layered? It's, you're going this way. They, they, it's yeah. booting, booting bakeries. You got to run a real route. Is, right. is this filled with chocolate? Well, we want, want like a seven yard. Well, yeah, yeah. So just uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just, just kind of pop them all here. Yep. There we go. Perfect. We'll post. Oh! You made that look easy. No! <laughs> all right, let's do all it. Right, so, can we get that? Oh no. Oh, this is a, this is Somebody miss a target for a change. Oh. Okay, I can't even watch. <laughs> right? Can you miss it? No, no, no. <laughs> you're too competitive to do that. Here we go. Oh yes, another the best. Another no, attempt. the bread lives another day. I thought he was taller. No, Here you go. I, I only get one chance. That's it. I love it. Oh, no! No! 
are coming on. So in retrospect, we we agree that Breeze, nice guy, missed it on purpose the first time. Yeah, one hundred. And then second time's like, all right, I still have a Hall of Fame yeah, reputation to uphold, like, and that thing. Like, screw, so, screw it, watch me work. Because he he yeah. he nailed it pretty much, pretty much bullseye. Yeah, that's great. Not even nice. Like it literally would be sitting here today, five years later. You know that. Six yeah, because they later. polished it with stuff that would yeah, keep lacquered. that video lacquered. is way cooler. That's right. It is actually back here on the Rich Eisen Show eight four four two zero four Rich number to dial. All right, what did Tom Brady have to say to you today, Christopher? What do you have to oh, say? Oh, Tom Brady. Uh, you know, a lot's been uh, said about uh, the knee. Tom Brady dealing with the knee stuff. So yep. let's uh, so let's hear from that first. Tom Brady talking about dealing with this knee injury. that he got surgically repaired. Yeah. Okay. I never like to talk about injuries. Um, you know, I just I'm a little bit old school in that way, and that. You know, you deal with them and then, you know, you just make the most of them. But um, I had to spend a lot of time uh, tending to that particular injury, which happens when you have something that's, you know, you need to ultimately have uh, surgery on to get fixed. So I um, I had my, my knee surgery and uh, that was about 15 weeks ago. Today was a was a injury I dealt with um, really, you know, since last, you know, April, May. And it was probably... Um, you know, something that was uh, needed to it certainly needed to be done, and there, there's a great outcome. So I'm very happy about that. I feel I'll be able to be able to do some different things this year than I was able to do last year. Well, it definitely comes from Belichick. Don't talk about injuries, and also from the old school. It is old school. Yeah. You know, other quarterbacks are like, I, I will love to tell you about my hangnail. I'd love to tell you about my toenail. I really would love to tell you about, you know, I got this thing in my neck. It's just like maybe it's I slept wrong. You know, like the, there, there, there are some who'll just put it all out there. You know, there will some that will also, you know, uh, draw a red dot on their sock also and pitch a, you know, a game with it. Um, and then there's Tom Brady. I'm wondering if, um, you know, if this he's been dealing with it since April, May of last year, part of the reason why I didn't get it done last year, as you know, a lot of surgeries were just not being done due to COVID. Yeah, right, right, right. There's a lot of uh, quote unquote elective surgeries or knees. Or like, or, you're not getting a knee done in April of May last year. Like, no chance. Also, you and know? people have brought this up. Tom wasn't on the injury report last. No, year. I know that. That's big a, a big to do that he he wasn't on. So, but I I mean, what is it? Just going to be knee every day? Questionable. I mean, probably, he was shoulder probable. probable for three straight years in New England. Well, I mean, everyone remember New England listed 19,000 people as questionable for one game. <laughs> well, cuz Bill was They would do that to keep it like snubbing his nose at the way they do the injury report. I mean, injury reports like player like you He's probably I mean, it's better than hockey where they just say lower body, upper body. Yeah. They do that. All right, one more. We got one yep. more from Tom. Uh, obviously, he was asked about repeating as Super Bowl champs since they have everyone coming I back. I love this. I think the assumption comes from the belief that um, it'll just be exactly like it was last year. You know, I think that's what you got to not fall into is that, oh, this is the way it worked last year, so this is the way it'll be this year. And the reality is, is everything's different. I feel like, you know, we're not finished products. And it was really our first opportunity to play together last year. And there's a lot of opportunity for us to grow into something that could be, um, you know, very different. Tone setter, Tom Brady. Tone setter. Hey, uh, Tampa, let me just tell you the way this works. You know, um, I understand this might have been the first 
championship rodeo for a lot of you all. <laughs> Let me tell you how it works when you've done it once and how to do it again. Since, you know, I'm the last quarterback who's done it back-to-back. How it's done is last year was last year. That was great. Everybody showed the video of him uh, stumbling out of the party and then the, the, the trophy toss and all of that. Oh, yeah. I guarantee you uh, he will shut down any of those questions lickety-split. <laughs> Been there, done that. Right? Talked about it with James Corden or whoever he did. Like, that'll be that. That will be that. You know, if we get a chance to talk to Tom and I bring it up, I don't know if he'll entertain those questions uh, too much because that was last year. He gets it. He's already there, people. He's already there. And the faster the rest of the Buccaneers get on board with that, the easier it will be for all of you. Facts. It will be easier for all of you because if anybody walks in resting on a single laurel, that will be a problem. It's over. It's done. Page is turned. And you could sit there and say he's just, you know, giving sound bites, trying not to put anything on the wall. That that I that's the I think you know, I've got a nose for headlines and sound bites. I guarantee you that's the sound bite that will be at the top of every headline stack for the next 24 hours. From Brown. I don't even know what the hell else he said. I don't even need to hear what the what the rest of what he said. That's it right there. Different. Reality is it's different. He doesn't want to hear, you know, Jason Light brought everyone back. Yeah, we did that. That's it. That's it. Great. Now we just have to do it again. It's something called doing it again. And it's not easy, and you need to focus on it immediately. And by the way, here's my 19... Uh, gallons of water in front of me, and I'm already there, too. <laughs> Tom says time and time again, his favorite ring is the next one. He never talks about the past. It sounds ever. so easy, right? Doesn't it sound easy? Like, it makes total it sounds, sense. Sounds, but you have easy. to say it. Certainly, if everyone around you, mostly everyone around you, has never done it before. I don't want to hear that. Great. Glad you all came back. Glad you're signed on the dotted line. You know what you came back for? Do it again. Nothing less. Nothing less. This is not a house money year. Not house money here. You know what it is? It's another year. I don't have many of these left. I don't know how many I've got of these left. I love it. That's what I get out of that whole soundbite. I know I'm putting a ton of context in between lines right here, but it's true. I don't even know what he said to, in the rest of that press conference, but that's it right there. You're 22 for Tom. That's a stupid nuts. number. It's a stupid it's number. It warps everything else that comes next. And for people who are currently doing it right now. Mm. Honestly, Mahomes is the only one who can come and catch him. And last year's Super Bowl, uh, Brady's the one who personally shoved him further away. Who else is going to come at him? Herbert? Who else? Trevor Lawrence? Honestly, it's anybody who's already five, six years in, they're not going to get seven Super Bowls. Away. Some of them That's might it. even be at one yet. Uh-uh. It's stupid. It's going to mess with a lot of people. And how you... You measure anybody in metrics the rest of our lives. The rest of our lives, somebody wins three, four Super Bowls, and they're, they'll be up there with Bradshaw, be up there with Montana. You know what you're not up there with? Ray. And we've never you're experienced that. You're not even that. halfway. We've never experienced that. Three is not even halfway. We've never Tom. experienced it. That's insane. So that's what I take out of the Brady uh, press conference. Sometimes what you take out of a press conference is silence is the answer. Sometimes a press conference will, will go and a yes or no question will be asked and the answer is very long. And trust me, in, in the business, 
Uh, if you ask a yes or no question, I've done it before. Um, my wife despises yes or no questions because you give the person an opportunity to give you a one-word answer. But we are all expecting the interviewee to play along and give you a longer answer. We're just asking the question yes or no, and you could say yes, but implied is you know, give us more than that. And sometimes somebody won't go along with that, like, say, Brady's old coach in New England. Indeed. And then there are yes or no questions that give you the old word salad response. And unfortunately, that's what Garrett Cole gave yesterday when he was asked in a press conference, point blank, if he puts a specific substance on the ball. Um, And as you know, this has been a big to-do in Major League Baseball. We've been talking about it for weeks. We had John Boy on last week to talk about what he is seeing with pitchers going to gloves and we heard Buster Olney say earlier this week that baseball's going to set up checkpoints. Maybe by the middle of this month. Checkpoints. <laughs> you know, we don't know if it's on the field or they're going to take a pitcher once he's out of the game. There's a designated member of the umpiring crew that's going to frisk pitchers and look at their gloves and have them take off their belts and look to see what's on it. I'm serious. You're laughing, but this is the this is what's coming. We have no idea what the logistics the of it looks point. like. But all I know is the initial checkpoint is going to be the pitching performances of pitchers whose spin rates have gone through the roof in recent days. And certainly if part of the reason why their spin rates have gone through the roof and their bank accounts have gone through the roof is because they're putting substances on the baseball that might be in its separate parts legal, but put together something that baseball wants to get out of the game. And one of the people that you're looking at on that front, along with Trevor Bauer out here in Los Angeles, is Garrett Cole of the Yankees. And he was asked point blank about, does he put a certain substance on a baseball when he pitches? I don't... I don't know. I I, I don't know if... uh, I don't know quite... I don't quite know how to answer that, to be honest. Um... I mean, there are customs and practices that have been passed down from older players to younger players, from the last generation of players to this generation of players. And, um, you know, I, I, think, uh, I think there are some things that are certainly out of bounds in that regard. And, and uh, I've stood pretty, stood pretty firm in, in terms of that. Uh, in terms of the communication between our peers and whatnot, um, you know, and, and I, again, like I mentioned earlier, there's, you know, this is important to a lot of people that love the game. And this is including, including the players in this room, including fans, including, you know, teams. And so if MLB wants to, you know, legislate some more stuff, that's a conversation that we can have um, because ultimately we should all be pulling in the same direction on this. Wow. I mean, that is a very long non-answer. That sounds like he certainly, but the question is, the uh, was he was he putting something called spider tack on the baseball? No idea what the hell that is, but tack means obviously, I mean, tacky substance. What an awful answer that was. Spider tack can be had for $16 on Amazon. <laughs> what is it? I mean, it's this. What people are using. Uh, I, I yeah. honestly don't know the last time um, uh, a start against a team 12 games under 500 could be more important, but Garrett Cole against the Twins tonight. 
but they're not checking for it yet. They're still in their fact-finding. I mean, what, what, what are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? What a mess. A star pitcher of the game is being asked this question, and his answer was such a non-answer that you're thinking, if he won't give an answer to that. Not just a star, super-duper star. If he won't give an answer to that, and he's made the bank that he's made, everybody's doing it. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Simple question. Why wouldn't they? If baseball's saying well, it's they're like, looking the other way, and now they're suddenly in the middle of a season looking that way, I, I mean, they better get the logistics of setting up their checkpoints down to it's, a science. It's like science. the steroid era. If they weren't testing and it wasn't illegal, what's the incentive not to do it? When these guys are getting that's massive That's what so contracts. many of these guys were saying. It wasn't illegal. Why, why shouldn't I do it? Everyone else is doing Everyone it. Everyone else is doing and it. And that's what Garrett Cole was probably saying yesterday. Like, I don't know how to answer that. I don't know how to answer that because I'm not going to give up the rest of the league and I'm not going to give you a straight answer here because it'll look like I need it to be a super pitcher, but I do use it. Yeah, sure. I mean, like, what's he? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Big start tonight for Garrett Cole. Against the Twins, because he got he got Monster. he got he got, he got touched up a little touched bit. up last time, yep. and if he gets touched up again, it'll oh, be man. like, well, he's off the stuff. Now look at him. Right now he's Ed Whitson. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no one's gonna say he's Ed Whitson, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to tell my kids about this. I've listened to that three or four times now, and and I do. At first, I was like, come on, bro, but he did. Try to say, you know, without passed saying, down from gener- like yeah, you know. he's saying, look, I've learned things over the years, and I'm not basically I'm not the yeah. only one doing my it. My pitching coaches have been in the league forever and yeah. a day, and they're and like, here's some, they're, here's some tricks some to the trade to, you know, give me a little bit more of this. It's like the scene in Major League, where where Eddie Harris is, hey, look, showing Rick Vaughn, I got to do this, I got to put this, I got a jalapeno up my nose, I got to do whatever it takes. That's the movies. Apparently, it's real life, too, man. Real life, man. (laughs) All right, my latest example of best dad ever, father of the year stuff. From yesterday. What would you do now? Teachable moment for my children. (laughs) Showing my kids how to lose. (laughs) That's next on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. (laughs) Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable you will love it jd power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store and now you could save 50 percent. that's 50 percent on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time for jd power 2023 award information visit jdpower.com awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The quarterback of America's team, Dak Prescott. Good to see you, sir. Great, great. How are you? I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, you are you are most welcome. Um, how do I? I mean, do I call you uh, a free agent quarterback sitting here? What do I call you? Dak? I don't know. This is my first time going through this. Uh, you tell me. Call me whatever. I guess I will call you Dak Prescott. That works. That works. One that of the top it. quarterbacks <laughs> in the National Football League who deserves to get. Let me use the word pizzade. How does that sound? I like it. What does it mean to bet on yourself? What does that mean? Yeah, I mean, you believe in yourself. You have the confidence in yourself. Uh, you're not listening to your doubters. You're not listening to the people that that, that think you can't do something. Uh, and that's how I've been my whole life. Um, if I've ever listened or ever um, took into account what others thought of me, I wouldn't be here with you today. So, I mean, I've got all the confidence in myself. I'll bet on myself again and again. And Where do you get that from? Where do you pick that one I think just up? the way I was raised, just uh, facing adversity and, and overcoming adversity and knowing that with the right mindset, with being positive and being optimistic, uh, controlling what you can control, um, everything's in front of you. And uh, for me, that's how it's been throughout my life. And I'm just how I continue to continue to move. I'm going to ask you the, the question this way about what contract you think you're going to get. OK, in terms of pie, because I've heard there's less pie. I've heard there's, there's more less pie. pie. That's right. There's the, there's there's Jerry Jones right there. The voice of Jerry Jones. We've heard there's less pie. We've heard there's more pie. Uh, I'm wondering if you think this is deep dish pie. How deep is Is it a deep dish pie? If I'm guessing, I'd say, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, long-term uh, pie? Is it long-term pie? I don't know. I just want a piece of the pie. Just put it like that. Okay. Uh, I'm getting hungry, right? I mean, <laughs> that's it? Yeah. Okay. Um, and is it is it a pie that, that starts with a four? Is it a pie that starts with a four? I, I could just say uh, I'm leaving up to my agents to cut my piece of the pie. Uh, okay. I'm just ready for it and ready to eat. So okay. when that happens, I'm ready to get to work and... Um, excited for for this offseason. And now we've also heard through Demarcus Ware told us that when you sit in Jerry's office, have you gotten the Jerry's office meeting yet? I've been in Jerry's office. Okay, that he lights a candle, turns the lights down, and gives you a whole Dallas Cowboys speech. Have you had that? You have not had that yet. No, okay. I haven't had that one yet. He says that that happens when he's trying to close a deal. <laughs> so I think you'll know that you're really close if you when walk the lights in. Lights turn off. Lights go okay. down. Thank, Jerry thank you for that uh, that warning and that heads up. So just, now I know like what's going on when that happens. There's apparently a votive candle with a Dallas Cowboys star right on the side okay. of it. I don't know if it's scented. It's maybe to smell it. Maybe the smell of pie of some sort. Right. I'm just saying that hasn't happened yet. Is what you're saying? It hasn't happened. Okay. When you get that happened. call, you know. Wow. I'm close. Okay. okay. Appreciate that. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to help you out right you there. Need that heads up. Definitely. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is always the number to dial here on the program. Jordan Love is speaking right now. Um, We'll get those sound bites if we can before we go off the air in about 14 minutes' time. If not, we will go down uh, that rabbit hole on tomorrow's show. Either way, even if we get that sound now, we're going to do it tomorrow. You know that. Um, He said um, that he spoke to Aaron Rodgers a week before, probably about a week before I got out here for the off-season program. So that's, you know, as you know, a few weeks ago. Quote, unquote, me and Aaron, we've got a good relationship. My mindset this whole off-season has been to get ready, get myself ready. That's been my mindset since I got here. Whether Aaron was here or not here, I've got to get myself ready to play. 
That's what he's going to say. But go to our YouTube stream for what I think he deep down wants to tell you. <laughs> I told him that's how we started the show today. I definitely feel it was a good day for me about his practice today and everybody else as well, just bouncing back from yesterday's practice. You go, Jordan Love. Did not put himself in this position. The football gods did. He's right there in the middle. And kudos to Aaron to have a relationship with him. He, he, he terms is good. You could sit there and say, well, the kid's being naive. Aaron's the one turning the pressure up on him. Aaron's just doing what he's got to do. He can respect the kid and like the kid and basically say, I'm sorry. I did this, man. Yeah, I went through not, it. It's not personal. I went through it, and it's, that's it's why I'm business. talking to you is because it sucked for me, and I know it's going to suck for you, but I've got to do what I have to do. And, you know, and they share an agent. How awkward is that? I'm, seriously, do you imagine? I, I haven't spoken to David Dunn in a while, but could you imagine what his rea reaction must have been? He's got Jordan Love. Okay, Jordan, we're going to figure out where you're going to go, and we'll do our best to figure it out. But, you know, but uh, one day, you know, uh, we'll see. We'll get you a good spot. And and then it's yeah. the spot where Aaron Rodgers already is. And why why like, is 920 calling me? Nice. <laughs> All right, so uh, go for it. Roll, roll it. Here it is. Um, my mindset this whole offseason has been to get ready and get myself ready, and that's been my mindset since I got here. And, uh, you know, whether Aaron was here or not here, that's going to be my mindset regardless because I have to get myself ready to play um, and be able to, you know, go out there and take charge of the team and um, be able to perform at a high level and do my best so everybody else can um, – do their job as well and just be able to perform at a high level like I said so um, you know my goal is just to take it day by day get better find areas I need to improve and yeah youtube.com slash rich eyes and show what I think deep down he wants to say <laughs> I'll be honest rich I wouldn't have been able to pick Jordan Love out of a lineup yeah, of one until right there. I had no idea what to do look like for never heard him speak it was the first time yeah. I heard him talk oh, you've, we've been on the show I mean, I understand. Oh, you mean you just that. in front of a camera? Yeah, yeah well, I mean, the they camera. got it in dress last year. I mean, I'm trying to be funny here. Oh, I understand that. I <laughs> All right, we'll discuss it. I think Rob Domofsky <laughs> is going to join us tomorrow. We'll find a time on tomorrow's show. So yesterday, uh, we're, last night was the Sports Emmy Awards. Mm -hmm. Congratulations to Ernie Johnson uh, for winning uh, the Emmy Award that I was honored to be up for. Uh, studio host, and it just was uh, a bizarre ceremony. Normally, you know, you yeah. fly off to New York, and it's a whole big hoo ha. Big this is also a hoo ha, but you you had to Skype in mm -hmm. uh, about an hour before the event was going on, just to make sure that all the connections were gotten. And you Skype into a room where there were like three or four category participants and nominees were all in this room Skyping in together. So how many people were like... There it was, was about 20 people in the room. Because oh, you talked the whole time? Oh, you could. I mean, some people left their, like their mics, microphones mics unmuted and stuff like that. I would have chatted and the whole time. So, so I don't know. There were, there, were, there were some, there were some <laughs> you know, uh, producers, producers and uh, editors, I guess. I don't know what the other awards were. I did, uh, 
notice it was also the Emerging um, Talent Emerging Awards, Award. which, you know, is a nice new award. I would Brand love new, it. Yeah. That would have been yeah. great back in 1996 yeah. if that award was possible. <laughs> exactly. That would have been great. great. I, don't know, I don't know what the cutoff is when you're no longer emerging, that you're now just lumped in with everybody else who's going to lose to Ernie Johnson but or Bob Costas. So I just don't know how that works. But so my first question is like, when is the award going to be? Because, you know, this used to be best picture at the end of the night. Right? Yeah. And the thing starts at, seven East, at 8 Eastern time. And, you know, I'm sitting there at home. And I know I got stuff to do. I just want to know how long it's going to be. They said the award is going to be only about an hour and 20 minutes into the ceremony. Okay. And I'm like, great. Okay. Perfect. At which point Malika Andrews, uh, who is part of the emerging group, says, when's our award? They said it's about two and a half hours into the ceremony. Oh. And so I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's hazing. That's hey, it. Pay your dues. <laughs> yeah. One day. One day. They'll move you up. Bunner <laughs> 8, it's now time for the award to go down. And now it's now we're in a breakout room, and me and Ernie had just come off the set. Van Pelt, you know, he's he's got his bow tie on because he's doing TNT stuff. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. and 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 uh, uh, Van Pelt is suited and booted. Okay. Yeah. Totally suited and booted. So ready to go. Because he's doing Sports Center, and that's why I'm like, come on, Scott, you're showing me up. I did, I did the sweater thing. Yep. Oh, good. Uh, Rachel Nichols said she just got back from a parent-teacher's conference. Wow. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, so uh, and and uh, uh, Tariko was like grilling salmon, which is something I never heard <laughs> out of his mouth. Amazing. And then he was also wearing a lav mic. I asked him if that was a relic from Lunch Talk Live from NBCSN, which used to precede our show when we were on that. And he said, no, he was doing that because he was presenting some Emmys yeah, before. I'm like, oh. Oh, man, uh, yeah, I was not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was on the, the presenting pay no mind list. Yeah, he was on, which is all right because I had time to crack open some Camus uh, uh, Select and select. pour myself a, a, a. Normally, I do have it in like a little cup, but you know, since it was on camera, I got oh, the big, big booming glow. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't gonna mess around. Break I gotta, you know, this is the Emmys. Break it out. <laughs> so it's, now it's time for the award. <laughs> And, you know, oh, by the way, before that, Susie comes in, says hi to Tariko. You know, it was the play-by-play when she did Sideline. Of course. And, and she knows Rachel. And Ernie used to toss to her when she did TNT. And she, of course, knows the magical Van Peasy. So it was nice. Nice stuff. And now it's time, though, for the award. And I call the kids in. Because, you know, they're not going to normally be ever be at an Emmy Awards again. I call them in. Even though I fully know there's no question I'm going to lose. And I figured this is a great moment. Right? And there it is, oh. right up there. There you can yeah, see is the award. There, there are three kids are up there. They're with me. I'm smiling, have a good time. Tariko's smiling because we all know what's going about to happen as Emmanuel Acho reads out Ernie's uh, name and, and Ernie deserves every last one of them. Everybody on the screen deserved to win too. Everybody did a great job to this year and even those who didn't, if you will, make the cut. And I wanted to prove to the kids you can lose with grace. You know, because they looked at me and they're like, sorry, Dad. I'm like, it's okay. Snapped it right off. Went about my business. But a quiet moment, I looked at Susie. She looks at me and she goes, she just gives me this head nod. I'm like, should I go and grab the kids and wreck my office like Johnny Depp on a bad night right now? (laughs) Just tear the place apart. Move some furniture. And I just did that for my colleagues. Let me just tear this place apart right now. <laughs> throw a chair just through throw, a window. Yeah, just start like saying, furniture, this man. is how you lose. You don't want to lose, ever. <laughs> Teachable moments. Joe Buck, when he got best play-by-play, mm-hmm. his kids were behind him. Oh, really good for him. 
And that's great. Like wearing just a diaper. It was the fun. You have to watch it. It was classic. Joe was wearing just a diaper? No, no. Joe was fully clothed. It was easy. It was too simple. Oh, sorry, Rich. But congratulations to all (laughs) the nominees. It was just an honor to be nominated. Literally looked at my children and say that. I believe that. That's what you got to do. I do believe it, too. I don't know if I did before, but watching this, I did. I was also drunk. (laughs) 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 That'll wrap it up for this show. (laughs) Tomorrow. See you Thursday. I got to get deodorant. (laughs) 